Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. When was the last time you felt joyful? What have you done recently that's contributed to your happiness? Babs Plunkett is a passionate advocate for positive aging. To help herself and others live joyfully, she became a life coach and certified professional retirement coach. As the best-selling author of Choose Joy, Three Keys to Investing Your Time in Retirement, She interviewed over 100 people across the country, gaining their inspiration and insights on positive aging. Bab said the original source of my passion for aging well was my crabby grandma who moved in with us when I was 13 years old, and her unhappy presence made a lifelong impression on me. For the next four decades, Babs studied positive aging and paid attention to people who chose joy. She asked those who were living joyfully if they had always been that way. Were they upbeat as a kid or did they decide to be positive? Babs has indicated that she felt genuine relief to learn we're not destined to crabbiness. Aging well is a choice. We can choose joy. Welcome, Babs. I'm so glad that you've chosen joy and can help us with your words of wisdom today. Thanks, Gloria. It's great to be with you. All right. So, Babs, how did you get so many people to open up and share their stories with you? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And I was happy to discover that. Joy is uh, is contagious. And when I asked people in my social network and throughout social media, people are really excited to point out and share somebody that stands out in their life as aging with joy and purpose. You know, you notice that person that is your neighbor, a family member, a person at the bus stop. You think, how why are they why are they always smiling? Or why do they have that kind of calm contentment. We notice them and we think, I want to be like that person too. So I put out a request to uh, my social network, my family, friends, and I got flooded with ideas of people to interview. And then each person, almost to a person that I interviewed said, well, I'm not that interesting. I don't know why you're wanting to interview me, which I, I did not agree with them. I thought they were amazingly interesting people, but they would also refer people. So it was a word of mouth and there's a lot of good people doing good out there. So it was, it was so fun to interview, interview all these people across the country. Well, yeah. And it's amazing how modest people are. We're always wanting to say, oh no, not me. And we're all so interesting. In any case, you tell us about plans for joy. 
How can we make a plan for joy at any age, but especially after age 50? Yeah, so as I interviewed all these people, I wanted to figure out what was what did they have in common? How was it that these really very ordinary people, they were 62 to 100 years old, they weren't you know, triathletes. They weren't people pole vaulting in their 60s, cool as that is. But I didn't think most of us really aspire to be pole vaulters in our 60s. Um, And what I saw that each of these people had in common and that married with the research is they did three things. They made conscious choices to find something that engages their mind with something that gives them a sense of purpose. They built in regular ways to move their bodies every week. And then they really dedicated time to taking care of their relationships. And if they didn't have family in town or they had relationships faded, they did really hard and brave things to completely start from scratch and make, make new friends. So the three, those were the three things they had in common of engaging their mind, moving their body and connecting with others. Well, certainly that pole vaulter was moving his or her body. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a high a, bar. Yes, that's amazing. Please answer this question from your book, Choosing Joy. What are you doing Monday morning? Well, um, I have launched an encore career helping other people choose joy. So I left my day job uh, three years ago and followed my passion to sort of regroup and remind myself, what do I really value? How do I want to use this time that we all know is precious and fleeting? And I decided that I wanted to help others figure out how to create a plan for joy in their life. So what I do Monday morning is, is this work? I, I work with people as a coach. I give classes and masterclasses. I read voraciously and I, I keep collecting stories of really cool people who are doing inspiring things that are achievable, achievable ways to choose joy. Well, I suspect there'll be a volume two if you're continuing to collect stories. That's maybe. Yeah, we'll see. At the end of each story, you had a section called Try This with examples of things we could do that's inspired by the storyteller. Tell us about your favorite try this activity. Oh, a favorite. That's a hard one. Um, And not the pole vaulter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't include a pole vaulter in my book. I wanted them to be stories people could relate to. You know, here's a really simple one, uh, especially during COVID where it's harder to move our bodies. One of the stories is Jim and he, decided to help remove this invasive weed called buckthorn along the lakefront where he used to bike on his way to work. And he just decided to make it his job when he retired to haul away this brush so that the lake was pretty. He got permission from the park board, but he converted a a kid's bike carrier into his tool uh, buggy and he hauled it. And you know, that is a pretty vigorous thing that he chose, but he was, like you said, you know, so modest. He said, you know, and and in his try this, he said, you don't have to invest hours like he was in removing thorns or buckthorn. You could just each day decide to pick up 
the the litter in your neighborhood. When you go on a walk, bring a bag and pick up the litter and you can just be part of making your little corner of the world a little nicer. Well, that was nice of him. And I'm sure the community enjoyed his activities as well. Mm -hmm. None of us feel joyful or happy all the time. What do you recommend for us to do to lift up when we're feeling down? Yeah, that it is definitely true. I know that I don't feel the joy every day. And so the idea of creating a plan where you build in uh, activities that are part of your daily life elevates your your mood, your energy, um, it has more positive health outcomes. So for me and what I saw, you know, the wisdom I gained from the people that I interviewed is they really were intentional about creating a schedule for themselves in a typical week or month where they had regular things built into their their week and month to engage their mind, to move their body, to connect with others. And so when your mood isn't feeling it, you have built-in activities that keep you connected to your source of joy. So I'll just add to that, Gloria, that... Um, in the with the book, there is a free guidebook that helps you create that plan that literally guides you in a simple, it's free. It's on my website. So it's just a free, simple step-by-step process where you can create your own plan to choose joy. And you could make choices about in a typical week, how do you want to engage your mind so you feel some meaning? How do you want to move your body? How do you want to connect with others? So you you build your own plan that matches what you love to do, what inspires you and what brings you joy. Well, how about we give, take a break and give everyone your website where they can obtain the free book that you just talked about, the free checklist. Yeah, the guidebook to choose joy. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's um, babsplunkett.com, B-A-B-S-P-L-U-N-K-E-T-T.com backslash choose joy. Great. Is that? choosejoy.com? It's babsplunkett.com. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. <laughs> I might I might not have said it. You probably did, and you're being charitable. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. And I will place that in the show notes so people can go there and read it and then ensure they have it correct since I've made a boo-boo on it. But in <laughs> any case... Uh, People can go there and get the free guidebook, and that might get them started on their path of finding joy, choosing joy. Yeah. What advice do you have for women over 50 who is still planning for retirement? Yeah, I heard from so many of the people that I interviewed how important it was to do really what you're doing, Gloria, beginning to make a plan as you transition. So three to five years before you retire, really think about how do you want to structure your day? You know, work gives us a place to go Monday morning. It gives us a way to connect with other people. It gives us a sense of purpose. So in the few, you know, three to five years before we retire to begin cultivating and what your passions and interests are. Begin really noticing, are your relationships heavily focused in your work? Because we spend so much time there. That's often the case. And so 
transition yourself in. Look at what are you what do you already have in your life to engage your mind. How are you connecting with others so that you can transition into, you know, you're not just leaving behind work. We, we race to the finish line of work and like, woohoo, I made it. But what are you retiring into? What's going to bring you joy in, in the next phase of your life? Well, that's a good phrase. What are you retiring into? Now, what about the woman who's already retired and maybe a bit stuck about what's mm-hmm. going on? Yeah, I think um, she, that person, a woman who'd be stuck would be not, she'd be joined by a lot of others. And uh, it's really normal to have a honeymoon phase for the first six, 12 months of retirement and think I, all I want to do is sleep in and drink my coffee and read the paper to cover to cover. And that is very fun for a while. And then it feels a little itchy and not, those things are great, but they're not enough. And so I would make the same invitation to her to take herself back in time and help herself remember what did she used to love to do? What are the things she's always longed to do? Uh, what does she value? You know, there's a lot of a lot of the try this activities in the book. There's 50 of them. So there's 50 bite-sized little experiments that you can conduct that can help you remember what you love to do because we forget in the busyness of raising families, of being the right kind of wife and mother and employee, and we forget. We forget what we used to do for fun. We sometimes forget what our core passions are. And so it takes a little time to pause and reflect and grant ourselves permission to explore a little bit and experiment with finding the thing that brings us joy. Well, that's great advice for both the pre-retiree and the current retiree. Well, on this podcast, we always provide opportunities to recognize and celebrate birthdays with our listeners by offering a fun story or fun birthday trivia. Tell us about your most fun or interesting birthday after 50. I, this very last birthday, um, my husband and I were practicing trying to find joy and adding it in the midst of COVID. And on my birthday, we decided to be tourists in our own town. And we explored some walking paths that we hadn't ever done and found an outdoor cafe that was COVID safe. And then the culminating super fun thing was he told me to close my eyes. He put the stick in my hand and said, what do you do with the stick? And I said, I don't know, you know, whatever. And it turned out he had gotten me a personal-sized unicorn pinata stuffed with my very favorite candy for me to bust a pinata just like I was a six-year-old and break open my favorite candy. That sounds like so much fun. That's <laughs> adorable. I like doing things like that, you know. Somebody else might look from afar and go, what are those adults over there doing Piñatas are for kids. No, piñatas are for people who want to have fun. That's right. He sounds like a keeper. He's a keeper. Yep. I'll hang on to him. There you go. Babs, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. But before we close, before we close, please leave us with at least one more nugget of wisdom to help us live happy. Wow. I think uh, grant yourself permission to keep trying and start over that you you can't choose, you know, joy isn't something that um, joy is a a path. It's an attitude. It's a mindset. It's not a place that you get to. 
And so grant yourself permission to follow the thread of joy in your life. Go where it's easy. Go where the energy takes you into places that make you smile and bring you joy. The world needs more joy, Gloria. Oh my goodness. So I, I just invite everyone to take a splash of joy in their own life, splash it around so that your family, your community, the world has a little bit more joy. Thank you. Now, I know you can't see me right now, but I'm actually smiling because you can't think about joy without smiling. Who can frown at all when you even say the word joy? That's right. I agree. Babs, thanks so much again for your time. I really appreciate it. Stay nice and warm where you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Gloria. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness, Inc., helping women age 50 and older to retire happy and feel good again. Please send your emails to info at replayfitnessinc.com to join our wait list and be informed when new sessions are open. If you are already subscribed to the Cup of Glow podcast, thank you. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes have been posted. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a day.